to another edition of Wrestling Makes the World Takes Everybody. CB, you're surely alongside the one and only AD. We're back at it again, sir. Another edition in the books, episode number quattro four. Yes, happy to be back again. I'm excited for this week's episode. It's one of my favorites, I think. I, I agree because I've been we when we were discussing the concept of the show, mm -hmm. I said, "What's something different that we can kind of do?" And I'm always kind of obsessed with. Um, in boxing, the Ring Magazine, the rating system in college football, they have the BCS rankings of uh, who who in the AP uh, poll they're going to vote into the top twenty-five rankings of college football. And I said, how cool it would be! Like and they used to do this back in the day in the old wrestling magazines, uh, in the territory days of if we created our own kind of ranking system mm -hmm. and drilling it down to you know who's the top five of each of our opinion, and then crowning our own because there's so. There's so many great promotions out there, so much great talent out there. But crowning our own number one undisputed world heavyweight champion in our eyes. And I think what's great this is this our rankings will constantly be changing because the world of wrestling is constantly changing. So one week, you know, a person will be at the top and all of a sudden they just drop right to the bottom out of nowhere based on their current work. So I think that's going to be the great thing about it. It is. So we read offline the the. Uh, way we're going to do this, we're going to kind of take a look at this monthly and, and reassess uh, the rankings or each. Uh, but some of the ca uh, criteria that we're looking at here is, is kind of four core areas. So the four core areas, starting with match quality, obviously, how good are they in the ring on a consistent basis? Are they delivering performance night in or net night out? Um, engagement uh, with the fans, are they over? Is their character engaging? Um, do they have the crowd in the palm of their hands? when they go out there. Uh, their mic skills, the promo work, um, are they captivating? Are they getting the pops? Are they, uh, do they make you believe when they get out there on the stick? Mm -hmm. And then the last thing, the it factor. Do they have the it factor? And if you know, you know. Like when somebody comes after you, you stop what you're doing to see what they do next. Um, so those are the core four um, values that we're looking for uh, in, in our top five considerations as uh, these superstars move up and down the rankings. And then ultimately, we award the Undisputed World Heavyweight Championship with it. Okay, so let's start. I'll turn it over to you, sir. All right. Gonna, let's, let's take turns. We'll start with our top five in reverse. And I want to hear your number five and your logic behind it. So for my number five, I wanted to give some love to the women. So for my number five, I selected Bianca Belair on my list. The reason why I hit Butter there is because I really feel like she's been carrying the women's division as a whole throughout all the companies for a while now. Her match quality has always been spectacular. She always delivers. She never has a bad match. You know, she's very over with the fans, which is one of our, you know, points we talked about we're looking for. You know, she's the top face female wrestler, I think, out there right now. Um, and, you know, especially, you know, in a world of our kids are in the wrestling, you know, the kids love Bianca Belair, you know, athleticism-wise, her athleticism's off the charts. Um, so that's why I put her number five on my list. Fair, uh, fair points. Uh, she definitely has been able to kind of stay consistent for the last two solid-plus years um, in, uh, in kind of that next generation of women's wrestling. So that's... Uh, a great point for not my number five i'm going to go with the uh you know the bonafide hall of famer the once in a generation talent uh mr chris jericho um you can go a laundry list of, of reasons of why but i'm going to say at his age at this time i would say he's more relevant than ever he's been 
Yeah. Um, he constantly finds a new way to reinvent himself, whether it's either baby space or heal or with a, a new faction or a new gimmick. And he kind of has like a face, three faces of Foley thing going now with the Pain Maker, with the Light Champion, uh, with the Lionheart, and, and you name it. He kind of comes out, you never know what you're going to get with this guy. Um, I would say his match quality is always solid and consistent. Uh, you know what you're going to get with a Jericho match. Mm -hmm. He's, uh I would say over the last 30 years, it's been hard to point out a time where he hasn't been over. Yeah, that is true. He's, he's always been over in some way, whether it was, you know, heel heat or, you know, he's over as a face. Or even just comedy heat mm -hmm. uh, or comedy engagement with, like, The List or, like, some of his yep. catchphrases from the early 2000s that he used to have. Um, but it, I, it's hard to point out a time where Jericho hasn't been over. Mm -hmm. And he might hold a streak for being the most over consistently over the course of, call it, three decades. Yeah, that's definitely possible. It is for sure. Uh, promo work, you know, you always got to stop and listen, and you know Jericho's going to, like, get you going. Whether it's uh, he's jabbing somebody as a face or if he's trying to uh, get everybody pissed off as a heel. So, uh, and the if factor, you know, I'm just going to leave it at it's Chris Jericho. You know, there's, well, there's, there's nothing more to say about it. Yep. So what about your number four? Number four, you know, it might not be on many people's list, but I've really taken notice of this work this person's done over the last year. Uh, I feel like they've really come into their own. You know, so I selected Jay White as my number four because, you know, as leader of the Bullet Club, he has done a phenomenal job, I think. You know, and especially as the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, I think he's had a great reign. He's beaten some great guys. His match quality has been phenomenal. He's even, you know, had appearances on the U.S. where, you know, not many people know who he is besides, like, maybe if you've seen him in Impact. Um, but, you know, the work he's done has just been spectacular all around. And, you know, he's really coming to that thing where, yes, he has that great match quality. He's been very over right now as a heel. And, you know, you're really starting to see that it factor develop with him where, you know, especially in New Japan, when you see him, you stop to hear what he has to say and what he's going to do. I agree. The only knock I have on Jay White is I feel like he needs to spend more time in the U.S. to build mm -hmm. up his superstar persona. I thought he had the opportunity of that with AEW in the summertime when we were mm -hmm. doing the Forbidden Door run. Uh, but I thought maybe if we saw a little more of him after that, strike up another feud uh, on AEW TV uh, with a top star, I think that could have been an opportunity to really take him to the next level. Perhaps. And I think that's why some people knock him because he's that international guy. And I feel like that's something that shouldn't knock a guy just because, you know, he's not seen on U.S. soil as much as these other guys we have. I think, you know, that shouldn't stop him from being on a list because he's done such great work as his character. I agree. I mean, I have as actually my number six, but I haven't, I haven't put him up to the top five yet, but... I flipped on New Japan Pro Wrestling the other day, and it was just Will Ospreay was in the opening contest with mm -hmm. David Finley, and it was just like when he came out with the whole entrance garb, and mm -hmm. he's got the the Billy Goat persona, and his entrance video just shows like the history of Will Ospreay and all the different titles he won around the world. And he calls himself Billy Goat, the greatest of all time, yep. Will Ospreay. So, uh, and you know you're gonna get five star or almost near five star clinic every time he steps in between the. Mm -hmm. I, I had Osprey actually uh, seven on my list. So, um, I and I think coming into that it factor and the engagement, and the overness, I think that might take a little bit of a hit by being the um, the international star. I think if he makes it on the U.S. soil a little more, 
uh, some of those guys would easily propel themselves oh, to the top yeah. three. I agree. I agree for sure. Um, who do you have next? Uh, so for me, for number three, I have Roman Reigns, which may surprise some people that he's number three on my list because, you know, many people view him as the guy in wrestling right now. My only knocks on him right now is, you know, his part-time status right now, whereas, you know, I like to see a guy who's out there consistently. Yes, I get, like, they're trying to make Roman, like, this mystique when you face him, like, a bigger deal, but I prefer to see a guy who's constantly putting in that work, um, and I feel like in his own faction, he's not even the guy that's carrying the weight right now, which is why I put a knock on him. Um, even though he's been champion for so long, I knocked him just because in his own faction, he's not even the guy I view right now that's been carrying it. But yes, he does have that it factor for sure. Probably it factor-wise, he might be you know number one or two in the world right now, but just for that reason, that's the only reason why I knocked him. Uh, I definitely think his promo skills have gotten better the last several years. Uh, I mean, despite having the greatest promo uh, man on earth in his mm -hmm. corner, Paul Heyman, um, I think he's definitely taken to the heel persona. I think he's found his niche finally. And, uh, you know, I think he belongs. This is his time right now for sure. They tried it five, six years ago, making him the guy as the baby face run, and it just wasn't working. Nope. People crapped all over it. Um, but I think he's finally found. They could sense the fakeness in it, I think, previously. Yeah, I agree. Um, so before I get to mine, um, I, I didn't get to my number four yet, but I'll kind of give mine back to back. So for me, for number four, I put the AEW World Champion Mock John Moxley right now because I think being the guy that for the last four years in AEW has essentially been the cornerstone mm -hmm. of the organization, you know, coming in on the first show, Double or Nothing 2019, making that event big impact being involved at the top spot, winning their title, holding their title for a year, almost a year, and then uh, always being a great compliment with some great feuds. And then when times got a little challenging this year, kind of took that step back up. And despite even going through own challenging at times in his personal life, taking that, that next step to kind of carry the company on his back. When injuries and other issues behind the scenes kind of came up in AEW, he kind of grab that opportunity to become that locker room leader. So I put Mo John Moxley's number four. I think that's a good person. Yeah, he's definitely carried weight for the company for so long, especially all the turmoil that they've had. You know, the only bad thing about him is because of these circumstances that have been out of his control, you know, overwise, I feel like it kind of has affected him a little bit because, you know, he's constantly, like, winning the belt, losing the belt, winning the belt, losing the belt. So I feel like that's kind of affected his overrating because just for that reason which is why i did not have him on my list personally i felt like i had to include him in the list i mean just because of the run he's gone gone on right now and uh you know the great match he had with danielson and some of the other work that he's done off the awtv he's mm -hmm. just finished a run as gcw world champion for like a year yep. um, before kind of wrapping up that program with nick gage that was a long-term story that was well over, I think, almost a two-year feud they were mm -hmm. having, dating back to, like, March of 2021, and then they just wrapped up the feud, like, this past weekend. Uh, they had a show in Atlantic City. Yeah, I definitely can't knock his work whatsoever. I mean, he's done he's done a great job as champion, for sure. And, you know, even on his independent scenes, he's done a great job, too. For sure. 
So for my number three, I put the returning Bray Wyatt, who hasn't had a match in a year and a half at this point, but I think just I think the things that are carrying him are the it factor, the overness, and the promo. Mm-hmm. When he comes out, you stop what you're doing. You're listening. You turn up the TV a little bit. He captivates it. Like his first promo back, you felt it. You felt every minute of it. You're mm-hmm. just like, wow, this is real life. It kind of blurs the lines. I know this is all a character. This is all but scripted and choreographed or whatever, but like this is this is real life. I felt it. I felt the emotion come mm-hmm. through the te- television screen. Uh, and right now, I think he's the hottest most over character in the wrestler in the business right now, despite not even having a match in, 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 in a while. Yes. So. He, he definitely knows what he's doing, and I want to save my thoughts on him a little bit because I still have him maybe coming on my list. Maybe I'm not going to reveal my yeah, secrets. Yeah, yeah, cliffhanger. Yeah, All right. cliffhanger. Right. All right. So who do you have next? Uh, so two. number two on my list may surprise some people. Uh, I have Sami Zayn as number two on my list. It's a stretch. It's a stretch for some people, but, you know, Sami Zayn has really, you know, come into his own recently with this Bloodline storyline. And, you know, I talked about with Roman how he's not the guy who's been leading his own, you know, Bloodline faction. It's been Sami Zayn who's been carrying the weight, I think, personally, you know. The last few weeks, he's really stepped up and taken over. Since Roman's not that full-time guy, they've kind of given Sami that elevated role as that, like, second-in-command now in that bloodline. And, you know, the fans have really started to take to him. Like, you know, it was before this old gimmicks, you know, in recent years. It was just very stale. The fans didn't like him with his whole conspiracies and everything he was going through. But now the fans really seem to enjoy this gimmick, and he's very over. And you're starting to see, you know... On the mic, he's done a very great job, and he's really starting to show, hey, this guy might have a little bit of an ick factor right now. So that's why I think, you know, his body of work recently has just been so good, you can't ignore it. I I would say about Sammy Zayn, I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like he's been waiting for that big break for the last, call it, ten years at this point. Where his counterpart, Kevin Owens, kind of had a few big moments in his career the last five, six, seven years with... Obviously, the big run with the Universal title in 2016 through 17, and then he had the big moment with Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. So it's like the biggest moments of, of all. Yeah, he's always kind of been that guy in the background, so it's nice to see him finally get the spotlight he deserves, and I'm you know very intrigued to see where all this goes with him, and if he continues to get that spotlight, or he just you know fizzles back off. But you know we don't know. We will certainly see, and as we're getting into, I would say the busiest time of the year at least in WWE, um, as we get into the spring. And then AEW's biggest event of the year is double or nothing. And so, like, they're a little bit later in the spring. We're going to get into that that make-or-break time of the year where we see people step up or fall off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is going to be interesting to see, for sure. Um, but for me, number two, I have to put the one, the only Maxwell, Jacob Friedman. Um, MJF, uh, you know, we had an interesting kind of turn of events this summer where he... You know, blurred the lines between reality and, and storyline where you didn't know if he was just taking a sabbatical because he's unhappy with his contract and he disappears and he cuts some vicious, venomous promos on the company and on the fans and all that and disappears for a while and then comes back it all out. Seemingly set up a big feud with, with CM Punk and obviously we know what happened there. But I think MJF has, still has that it factor and he's so young still when he comes out. He definitely is the it factor. You pay attention. Here's music hit. You stop what you're doing, and you you want to hear what he has to say. Uh, he can control the crowd in the palm of his hands. 
where he's faking the out and he comes out in the Buffalo Bills jersey and he's like, hey, I'm a good guy now. And then he rips it off and he's like, screw everybody here. Like, I'm still MJF and I'm the guy. And the guy you have to pay attention to. Yeah, so for me, if you had asked me this top five a month ago, MJF would probably be in my top three. But I feel like, you know, he's kind of fizzled off since he come, came back. Some of that probably is not his fault because of the CM Punk injury and everything that happened. Why he's fizzled off because it kind of just like he came back with this big storyline set up and then it just got ripped away from him and now it's kind of just trying to figure out where he goes from here now. So I feel like he's kind of like lost momentum, which is why I left him off because he does have the it factor for sure and the promo work and he's, you know, solid in the ring, but I just feel like you know, momentum-wise, he's kind of going in that downward trajectory since he's come back. Since where he started, he was like, you know, piping hot. You thought, all right, this is the time MJF's taken over, and just since then, not much, honestly, for me. Yeah, I mean, they're setting up to be, you know, punk MJF 3 mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. vicious flood fest feud. Again, continue their year-long story of go back and forth to where seemingly it'll be the opportunity for MJF to take the title off of uh, CM Punk um, and then kind of have that run that we're all waiting for at this point. Mm-hmm. So I can see that, but I still have to put him in the top two spot just because he has the, the potential and he's got the youth and the match qualities there. And and I think once they get him into a program with Moxley, I think you're gonna, you have to throw him right on the top. But that, so I have, a number, I have him at number two. So now it comes to the big kahuna at this point. Mm-hmm. Number one, who do you got? Number one, I have Bray Wyatt as my number one. Now some people may wonder why, how the heck do you have this guy number one? He just came back. When I think of a number one guy, I think of who's that guy that glues you to the TV that you have to see. Because for me, you know, when you look at Match Claude now, all these guys out there are all so talented, you know. No one overly stands out over anyone too much these days. So when you look at a character who who you want to see, you look at who's over with the crowd, how they are on the mic, you know, and their gimmick and, you know, the it factor. And with him, I feel like that whole package, he delivers on it, even though we just had sm- such a small sample size. You know, as a wrestler, he's the most creative guy in the business. You know, he's reinvented himself three times now, and every time he comes back, it's so far the first two have been a hit this one seems like it's gearing that way so that's why i have him number one because he's the guy out of all the guys in wrestling you stop to see what he's doing i guarantee like if you look at numbers too and minute by minute ratings he's the top draw there is you know just based off since he's returned as well it's hard to argue it's hard to argue and that's why i had him at number three uh because of all the things you mentioned, but I had to ding him a little bit for match quality because he hasn't been in the ring in a while. I would say if you get, if you had him wrestle one time, squash somebody, you know, it would have put him at number two for me. Um, for number one, I have to put Roman Reigns just because of the title reign itself, and they definitely cast him as the guy. Um, so I put him at number one. However, I agree with you that wrestling is business, and it's all about who's the needle mover at the moment. And by far, it's undeniable that Bray Wyatt has moved the needle since the tease of him coming back mm-hmm. with the, the QR codes and the, 
the little vignettes they've done of the white rabbit and who is it and just the creativity they put into it and then when he comes back and then just the rating shot through the roof when they just the thought of him coming back this week um and then for me too like you talk about needle moving the clip of him returning had 11 million views in two days which, you know, I don't see any other guy's clips getting that. So that's why, you know, another reason why number one is because he moved the needle that much as well. That, you know, I don't see other guys getting 11 million views in that short span and for anything wrestling related. I agree. And I feel like Bray Wyatt's a guy where you don't even need to give him the title to be the guy. Nope. A lot of guys make the title. Mm -hmm. Some people need the title to make them. And I don't think he needs the title. Nope, but the character... the. Because when you look at a wrestler, you know, some characters depend on it. But with his characters that he's had in the past, he's never really needed. Although it would have been like a great little, like, you know, added piece to his character. He, you know, it's been okay and he's done well not having it. So, you know, I think that's another great thing about him too. Is a lot of these guys depend on having a title, whereas he doesn't need it to be the top guy. Uh, I, I agree. And I think when it's all said and done, if you look back if 20 years from now, you're gonna th you're gonna put Bray Wyatt in that as a bold statement, but in that category with like a Kane and Undertaker, one of those iconic characters mm -hmm. that um, that you're not gonna you're not gonna always get. They're like a once in a generation kind of thing. And you look at even him and the Undertaker. If you go in that comparison, the Undertaker's re reinvented himself and was over every time. You know, so Bray's kind of followed that same footprint that the Undertaker left as well. He's an artist for sure. So, we have to now pick an undisputed world heavyweight champion awarded by Wrestling Makes the World Takes. Mm -hmm. Who are we going with? I, I, from the looking at the, the criteria here, I think we're in agreement that it's the first ever world heavyweight champion for us is Bray Wyatt. Yes. We had a hot debate about it, but, you know, after talking about it, you know, we really leaned on the, the it factor and who moved the needle uh, factor when we came to deciding who it was going to be. So, that's why... We went with him now, you know, a month from now, he could flounder what he's been doing. He could be completely off our list. But for now, just based off, you know, the intrigue he's left us and how much he's moved the needle, I think that's why we had to give him the current, you know, belt. I agree. And, I mean, hopefully they don't follow the same path that they did in SummerSlam 2019 where he had a very hot debut as The Fiend and then by the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view with Seth Rollins like two months later, uh... It just totally took the steam off of him almost mm -hmm. instantly. Um, not his fault, but just booking. Yep. So congratulations, Bray Wyatt. Welcome back. Uh, official uh, World Heavyweight Champion here of uh, Wrestling Makes the World Takes. Um, but we will reevaluate uh, next month as we head into Survivor Series and uh, see who's hot and who's not. But I think at this point, we're out of time again. It's yes. been fun, sir. It has. I can't wait to do our next ranking to see how it evolves from this one. Hopefully we see some interesting changes. For sure, absolutely. It's a prestigious title that anybody <laughs> should uh, anybody should want to, uh, you know, attain. But uh, it, it's kind of fun to just, like, look at all the promotions around the world. Who's the, the one guy or girl that is really, like, captivating the audience in, like, no, no other? Mm -hmm. And right now you have to say it's Bray Wyatt. Yes. So, uh, we will see how it goes as we uh, continue on this endless journey of uh, professional wrestling. And uh, until then, we will see you all next time right here at Wrestling Makes the World Takes.
Signing off. See you next time, everybody. We'll see you.